When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast. It is Kristen and I, once again, our guest flaked, just like all women do. Am I right, guys? Um, But we moved forward and we did a wonderful show all about the number one thing that is corrupting women today and the number one place that is corrupting women today. You are not going to want to miss this episode, so keep listening. Hey, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. It's Kristen Carney, your host here with Marnie Kenris, owner of The Wing Girl Method. And you guys are so lucky because it's just... (laughs) Marnie and I, and we know how much you love that. Yes. Once again, well, we were supposed to have a guest. We were. Um, but she is a uh, typical flaky Los Angeles person and called half an hour into when we were supposed to be starting our show saying, I'm almost there. Like, well, too bad. <laughs> it was almost Turn like around. A, it sounded like an SNL sketch. Yeah. It and really did. on La Cienica. I can't even do it properly how they do it on SNL. Yeah. Well, I'll be at Mulholland and then, yeah. and then I'm going to get a coffee. It felt really bad because she is coming from like She's yeah, probably far. The OC. Well, she can now stop at the Grove or something. Oh, yeah. oh. She's coming from Orange County. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Which is another God. 10 minutes away. I'm like, turn <laughs> around. Come back next Tuesday. That's how it works Go with the people of Ask Women. If you're not on our page <laughs> and on our time, we kick you to the curb. Um, okay, so I wanted to get to some questions from our listeners for sure, since it's just the, the two of us. But I wanted to read this article that someone had sent me. The website is Rush V's website. Do you think he's cute? Oh, yeah, super cute. Yeah. But the problem is, here's the problem now. So this man that Marnie just showed me has a beard, and it's become the fake eyelashes of men. Like, you put a beard on any dude, and all of a sudden, he's like Mr. Suave. Like, there's just brooding masculinity. A hundred percent. Like, he is a man. But But, if you shave his face and you don't have that scarf on him, would you notice him? No, I really don't think so. Yeah. And because it's a brunette beard, so it's a very thick... Yeah, Wood he looks like beard. a very masculine man. Okay, so I wanted to read this article, uh, and I wanted to get your opinion. Sure. The number one corrupter of women. This blog and others highlight a lot of problems being being faced by Western men. Some of them include cock-blocking, bad attitude, attention-whoring, flaking, banging more than one guy at a time. And these so are these are problems women. being faced by Western by Western men. Let's say that girls who possess at least two of the above traits are bad girls. So that they cock block, they have a bad attitude, that they're a bad girl if they do any of these. If they flake, they do, then they're a bad girl. Uh, who, while fun to have one night stands with, will ultimately not provide a man with happiness or joy in a relationship. There is one place where they love to congregate. It's a place that over time turns any good My girl into, <laughs> into bad. It is the bar or club. American-style nightlife 
more than iPhones, Facebook, and cupcakes. Oh, okay. All right. Cupcakes. This man is, (laughs) I'm not, like everyone knows that listens, I'm not like a grow your armpit hair feminist. Yes. But he's the way he's blanketing all women together that we love cupcakes and we love cock blocking. The cupcake reference is very patronizing. I don't well, this, I uh, this, care uh, this blog is not for women about to cupcakes. read. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. He's, 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 he's stating what he sees is the number one corrupter of women. So cupcakes is one of those. Oh, corruptors. what a fucking idiot. Okay. What is a bar? It's a social venue where women can receive attention from men at predictably constant rates. Every approach performed will increase her worth. Every hot stud who lays pipe inside her via a one-night stand will reinforce in her mind that she deserves Mr. Perfect. These men feed her ego like an IV bag nourishes a surgery patient. <laughs> what do you think? I'm not done yet, but like, what, what do you think so far? Uh, kind of true. Part, part of it's true, and I'm a cynical person, so I understand his cynical perspective. And but I respect think it probably. I do, but I think he's being a little too extreme. I think so too. The effect of all this is cumul- cumulative so that a 30-year-old woman who is well past her prime, well past her prime. <gasps> See, this guy, oh my now God. What, uh, what's the word? What, what's the word you get called? A misogynist. He's a misogynist. Yeah, he's a dick. Holy uh, <laughs> is well past her prime, will put out attitude multiple times higher than a hot 18-year-old who just started going to clubs, since the older woman simply can't forget all those men who have approached her and wanted to take her home. She won't receive your approach unless you're nearly the best of what has attempted to fuck her in the past, even though the number of guys willing to wife her up has decreased exponentially. Nightlife venues give average women near unlimited choice and attention, causing a sharp... Okay, wait, time out. Blogs give mediocre men <laughs> way too much space to speak. Um, causing a sharp de- degradation. I can never pronounce that word. Degradation. It's degradation, but I can't say it properly. I wouldn't be able anyway, to either. But you time. know what I'm talking about. In her attitude, warmth, and even her appearance. How many times does the average American girl go out from the time she is 18 to 25? At 18, she hits the college club maybe only once a week. But after graduation, she steps that up two or three times a week. Once she starts establishing a career, she adds happy hours to the mix. Here is a conservative estimate of how many times a girl goes out a year, assuming she lives in a metropolitan city. Basically, it's saying when you're 18, 52 nights, and then all the way up to 25, it's 156 nights a week, or a year, which is which is true. Okay, so total is like 123 nights where most likely they're being hit on at least one time during that evening and getting that ego boost. He has a cartoonish view of what it's like to be a woman. Does he? Well, Mm -hmm. that's what I want to find out. Well, okay, so do you want to hear the rest? Yeah. Okay. Um, How many times will she be approached each time she goes out? Let's let's be conservative and say three, though it's likely to be higher. Each time she goes out, she does not get approached three times. But let's say very attractive women. Even very attractive women, they have a hard time getting approached because men are intimidated. It's not this like cliche women walk out the door and all of a sudden men are just like, hey, babe, what's your number? It doesn't work like that. That's in a bad. It doesn't work like that, but for a lot of people, it does. Romantic comedy that right? happens. That doesn't happen in everyday life. But how do you know? Because I'm alive and I'm living and I've been to bars and I've been around very attractive women that I'm friends with at bars. Right. You're not just getting approached constantly. It does not happen like that. And it's not because we have a bitchy resting face. It happens maybe one-fourth of the amount that he's talking about. And it will happen when it's a social setting and people are more mingling. A woman is not just sitting at a bar 
constantly getting hit on. It's just not the way it works. If that was the way it worked, you wouldn't have people like Kim Seltzer who talk to women and coach them and tell them yeah, why they're not, they're not getting approached. women who work with Kim, Kim Seltzer. Well, I hope they're not listening to this <laughs> yeah. But maybe they're not. Like, Actually, I will say one time when we did have Kim Seltzer's crew um, come and mix with like a boot camp that I was teaching, there, there were a couple of actually very attractive older women that were out with us. But the women that I think she works with are probably more of the average woman that's out there and that's right. alive. And they are. I looked at her Instagram page or something. They're a little bit on the frumpier side or like the less cool side or the more later right. middle age side. But that's a lot of the population. The whole population but of these, women are women. This is talking for women, women up to 25. He's talking about the younger women who are. Listen, I will say. If every even woman me, was uh, what he talked about, we would all have 4 million followers on Instagram because we'd all be so hot and desirable constantly. It's not realistic. Look around. Like when you go outside and you take, and we're in Los Angeles. Imagine being in a small town in the middle of the country. When you go outside, you're not like hit by beauty constantly. It's right. more like, ugh. Right. But I, okay, so it's, listen, we're I attractive. Think he's talking on a We're not at this scale. level that he's, yes. But I, like, so my, my friend Jody Panzer, when we would go out, any night that we would go out, she wouldn't be overtly attacked and hit on Five times a night, but she would be at least subtly confronted, approached, talked to, um, I guess hit on in in an evening, at least for sure, three to five times, 100%. A night? Yeah. I needed to see a picture of her. I will show you a picture of her. Okay. She, well, she's a mom now, so she's hideous. <laughs> she's <laughs> but um, she's past her prime. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's over 30. Well, the thing is, too, with but when the, she was younger. Right. And there are women that are, I think, on the minority end of things that have an inviting, attractive vibe that invites men to say hello. Right, you're closed off, so you may not know what this guy's talking right, about. Right, but I've been <laughs> with friends who aren't closed off. Right. And of course there's And they haven't been talked to by other guys? Oh, of course they have, but not at the rate that he's thinking, and I don't think it's changing, so it's so funny changing I think- them the way that he's thinking. I think someone, I think he has a small penis, and he's angry at women. <laughs> And then really get this blog. He just, I get where he's going. Cause again, I'm not on the far end spectrum of like women are queens and need to be treated as such. But I right. also am not on the, that super low end of the spectrum where it's like, you know, you categorize us as just women who are corrupted by cupcakes. Like, Step the uh, listen, fuck out of your small bubble, dude. Well, let's take a step back for a second world. because, okay, without reading the rest of the article, if anybody does want to read this article, go to Rush V and it's called the number one corrupter of women if you want to read the full and thing. And it's spelled R-O-O, right? R-O-O-S-H-V. Roosh V. Com. Oh, Roosh. Roosh. That actually makes sense. Canadian um, school system. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, okay, so for me, I, I a lot of guys talk to me when I was younger and out and single, and I will say on average, at least two guys came up to have a conversation with me or break into conversation, or at least said one sentence to me when we were waiting for drinks at the bar, which was an attempt to break into conversation with me. And I will say it made me feel amazing. It did. It gave me of a course. little bit of an ego boost. It didn't mean that I could then treat other people horribly, which I think is, you know, going to be the, right. The I don't think it's changing them as much article. as he thinks. But I will say that if I still didn't meet somebody that I was wanting, I would go home insecure and unhappy. Definitely. So, yeah. So it didn't, so it, it, it wasn't providing this ego boost because yes, it's wonderful that all these guys are approaching, but in 
a woman's mind, it's also disappointing if it's not the guy that you're looking for. So definitely, yeah. But I do understand that he's saying that it's a corruptor for women because he well, he believes they're living in this skewed world and it's screwing a lot of men because they're like, oh, all these guys approach me. And same thing with um, Tinder and different applications right now because there's so many options out there. It feels like people are disposable yeah. and that you can always look for the better and the next and try and improve on what you have in front of you. So I, I, I actually I do agree with the base of this article. But it's it, that can also cross the board for everybody out there who seems to have a lot of options in front of them. I think it also depends on what bars you're going to and what people you associate with because there is definitely that click of people or that niche of people that do the clubs and the bars and that's what their thing is. And that's not, that's not I, I think, the type of person that I... Well, that's definitely not the person I am. So I don't meet a lot of those people. So I don't see that world that maybe he's seeing more and how much that affects those girls. But I feel like those girls are most likely always pretty young and they're going to grow out of this phase eventually. But by the time they grow out of it, he thinks they're past their prime and not worthy of his time. But it's a part of our culture, just that kind of clubbing whatever, but it's also a part of being young. And so I don't think it's but he, he, his point of his article is that it's corrupting women because at the point that they're at 30, they've already had all of these situations where they've been approached and it's been reinforced that they are somebody of value. Well, God forbid they feel like they're somebody right. of value. <laughs> yeah. What is that? That to me screams insecurity on his end. Like he isn't enough to get a girl who has these high standards now because she's been treated nicely. And there, the thing is with what he's saying is there's nothing we can do to change any of that culture. You can adapt to it. Right. So if you think a woman is has too much of an ego or thinks too much of herself, move on from that woman. You just have to adapt. And it sucks you can't just group change a group. Right. Okay, so I want to read a little bit more. Sure. So if we were to believe the fantasies of fem- feminism, we'd think that these attempts are good for her and good for society, that it allows her to experiment with her sexuality, find her ideal man, and generally be a happier snowflake. But we know that all this choice does is turn her into a carousel rider who is unable to bring value besides porn star sex in any type of relationship. She's going to give you a fun fuck if you're able to spit perfect game, which believes she's entitled to before moving on to the next guy who is a tad better than you. The more likely outcome, however, is that you don't bang her unless your game is in the top 1%. You simply won't have access to her because of the unlimited choices that she has. I think these are just the wrong girls. And I think eventually those girls will turn into possibly fine wives. I think you just move on from the girl who's just going to bang you one night and just look for a more quality girl. Go to the fucking library. Stop going to the bars or just look elsewhere. I think also what he's saying is that in our modern times, because of all these options that everybody seems to think and believe that they have, and it's reinforced. It's not like maybe think that they have. They actually do have all these options in front of them. It makes it more difficult. And he's saying that to stand out amongst that crowd, you got to up your game a little bit. Definitely. You have to learn some game. You have, like, all the things that we talk about on our show, you, you, you have to improve yourself. I think the message that he's sending is to guys who are, like, whining, saying, like, why won't she pick me? And then they're, like, not doing anything about themselves or for themselves to be better other than thinking, like, I'm great. Why doesn't she know about this? I think that the, the point of this article was actually meant to be a little bit more 
motivational for guys to like get off their ass and do something oh, I about see. it. Yeah, I know. I know. But there's a whole bunch of other points in there that as a woman you can read, you're like, uh. but I think the main point for men is that y- you have to here. How do you stack up? Do you have five years of intensive game study at your back? Are you a local celebrity? Do your muscles make have girls a skill, wet? Are you maybe. hilarious? Do you have enough value where you can crush most of these men in the first two minutes of the conversation? I hope so. Otherwise, you won't bang the hottie you see in the club. You won't even come close. There is hope, and I'm sure the answer to this problem has probably already popped into your mind. Find girls who hate bars and clubs. Oh, wow. Okay, so we come together. Right, so you guys (laughs) are on the same page. It's as simple as that. Even in a highly feminist society like America, a girl who doesn't ever go out at night will still be gentle, caring, and likely have a low notch count. She won't be rude, she won't have trashy tattoos, and she won't curse like a sailor. If she also doesn't have a smartphone, she will likely be a dream girl. It's even better if she doesn't drink because then you know that sex for her is a logical decision, not an emotional one that depends on some guy running aloof game on her. Her notch count is absolutely in the single digits. The best place to find girls like this during the day, specifically, the bookstore. I've noticed that girls who read tend to hate going out more than girls I've met uh, in other day game scenarios like coffee shops and Whole Foods. It really is impossible for a bookworm to prefer a nightclub out at or a night out at the club rather than dive into a good, good book. And even if I'm getting to the stage where I prefer the book club, uh, more than the book, more than the club. However, modestly high, my chance of getting action on a random night is the girl. Good girl does have its own set of problems. The seduction moves are excruciatingly slow. She is shy to the point of being mute. Your ramble has to be strong since she won't talk a lot. Sex is average, and her vagina is too tight. Anyway, the, okay, this, he, yeah, yeah, this I, article. I thought I liked generalizing, but he is, he's a little bit more of a generalizer than I am. To an ex, I mean, maybe we're tied, but uh, the bookworm girl might enjoy books, but just because you like books doesn't mean you don't like anything else. So she could have a high notch count. And she could get kinky in the bedroom. You know, I mean, you just, you can't, there's, of course, there's stereotypes for a reason. It's a nerdy bookworm thing. But basically what he's saying is that these women aren't bombarded with options and choices. I mean, they could still have Tinder on their phone. So they are in some way, but it's not, it's not the same confirmation that they're getting on a nightly basis. Definitely. So I, I, I just I think, think there's there's a point to this article. They're a more quality person in general, I think, and I think it's smart to open your eyes to those women. Yeah, but it's also saying that there's there are lots of options out there for you because I I know that a lot of guys write into me, and I don't know, maybe I have a lot of old content up, but maybe I was more skewed towards bars and clubs in the past. I don't actually know, um, but they they'll they'll write and say like, okay, well obviously your stuff's written more towards guys who like go to bars and clubs. Um, But where do guys like me meet women? And I've never actually even highlighted a bar or a club in any of my programs, which is really, which is very strange. Um, And so I think that they think that their options are limited when in fact, the choice of places to meet women are endless. So maybe we can just talk a little about a bit about the, types of places where you can meet women and then potentially who you think the woman will be that will be attending this place. Okay. Before we do that, I want to touch real quickly on what he was saying in regards to being at the top of your game. My roommate was talking to me last night uh, about 
dating and whatever, and she's 33 and she's cute. Um, but she was just saying off of the story I told her about the guy that I used to be obsessed with, I just said he he puts beauty on this huge pedestal and he had told me the most important thing to me in a partner and a woman is beauty. That's number one. I'm not, he's not apologizing for it. And so my roommate said, it's interesting because it seems like there's a lot of guys who feel entitled to the most beautiful woman, but they're not doing anything to achieve that woman. Right. And so, um, I wanted to just say to what he was saying, the skills part is so important. And I don't think I said this on our show. It was maybe on my other show for whatever reason. But Jim Jeffries, a comedian, has a bit or something on his show where he says, the reason I bang chicks, maybe I did say this on the show, but the reason I get to bang chicks is because I'm fucking funny. And so all of the guys that are complaining about not getting banged, he's like, I learned a skill specifically so I could get banged. Right. So get out there and start learning a skill so that you'll, mm-hmm. because you're not a uh, Brad Pitt, you'll still get banged. Yeah. So learn that fucking skill and stop complaining. Or, you know, be a better person, grow. I love that. All of that. Who is who, who is it? Jim Jeffries. He's an Australian comedian. Okay. But he's got a show. I love that. He's got a show on Comedy Central. So anyway, I just wanted to add that. No, I love that. that. You've never said that on the show. Okay. It's like that entitledness of just like, I want a beautiful woman. Okay. What do you do to deserve that beautiful woman? Well, it's the same thing on the flip side for women who are absolutely stunning, saying, like, I want a good man. Right. But Become what are you a good doing person. to get that good man? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so then we can now talk about the— Okay, yeah. So the, so the other places to meet women. What are other places—because before, in the past, you've said you're, you, know, you weren't open to being approached anywhere. Where, since you had been— dating recently were you open to being approached and where do you go to or other women that you know go to on a regular basis that they would also be open to meeting people oh God, this is always such a hard question to me because i am so antisocial, right and i don't go that many places especially anymore um but before i was steadfast don't approach me at the gym i don't want to be approached at the gym but when i got single i was like why is no one approaching right. me at the gym I would lo- like, I mean, not that every guy I see there I would want to approach me, but I've seen a few guys where I'm like, yeah, approach me. What's, what's the problem? Why don't, you know, just say something. So it's anywhere. But in reality, I still, because of my antisocial nature, like if I'm at a grocery store, I, I'm going about my business. I really am not in the zone to be approached. But when your single things change and your perspective changes and you just realize you want to meet anybody because you, you you want as many not options so that you can go through them all, but, but you, you want to want meet, that confirmation yes, for yourself. Yes, but you want like you don't want to miss any opportunity where you could have met the person that yeah. you could be with. So when I say anywhere, I hate to not be able to narrow it down to where, but I if you're single and you're really looking to meet someone and have a life with someone, anywhere is the subway the sidewalk. So let, so let me ask you a question. So for somebody who does approach you randomly on the street, the subway, places that you aren't going to be in for that long and don't really get a chance to see more of their personality, do you need to be attracted to that person right away? Or is it possible to not find that person attractive and in one minute of time be won over by their personality? Is is that possible? It is possible. And the reason I'm saying it is possible is because I've been so sure about so many things and been wrong on those things that it's possible because I want to say it's not possible. Right. So it's definitely possible. However, of course, 
you would want to catch eyes with someone that you are attracted to and then kind of maybe have this little awkward grinning contest. And then, you know, that moment, you want that moment when you're meeting someone in a real life scenario, but the chances of that happening are kind of low. Right. So if someone seemed friendly and just said, you know, you seem, I, I got to go, I'm running, you know, I'm running to work right now, but here's my number. You might go, you know what? I'll, I'll text him just because who else am I texting right now? And right. it could develop into something. So it's not impossible, but it's definitely not the dream scenario. You know, the right. dream scenario is the... Where you have uh, more time. But well, also, also, also at a first sight going, Yes, Ooh. of course. But how often does that really happen? Right. Where it does actually... You're both on the... Right, on the same, same page. page. I think that for a lot of guys who are listening, who if they want to give one evening of their time or three hours of their weekend to go somewhere where they could actually form more of a foundation um there are tons of options out there and we had an episode with tucker max a long, long, time, long time ago, ago where he was like this extreme asshole and big player and he would go to bars and clubs all the time and he would start to get disappointed assholes kind of, finish first is that what his book is something I think like the that. ultimate asshole whatever Something, it was yeah. basically it was like i am an asshole that's and he was um but he he was saying that Exactly what this guy is saying. He would go to bars and clubs and he would work his game and it would do really well and he would like sleep with lots of girls. But most of the girls on the back end never really matched up to what he was looking for in terms of a girlfriend when he was ready to find a girlfriend or to have a girlfriend. Because he had made that shift where he said, I want a girlfriend, but he was still going to the same places where he was interacting with people before when he was wanting to play around a little bit. And so he realized that he had to shift his lifestyle. And I actually forget what he ended up doing. But he, he, I think he started going through um, lists of ideal women and then picking categories of things they may be involved in, activities, volunteer groups, um, meetups, whatever it is, and sort of breaking down who they are and what their character, what their persona, or what their type, what kinds of things that they would do. And he started going to those places and doing those things. And then that's where he met his girlfriend, who I think, I believe now is still his girlfriend. He was on the show three years ago or something. Um, but he ended up meeting the quality woman that he was looking for. So for guys who are listening, quality places to meet women are places that will allow you to shine, number one. So going somewhere that you actually want to be going to, doing something that you actually like, and that you can feel confident in that place will be helpful for you because then you're in the just be yourself category. You are just being yourself in that place. Um, but also, you know, allowing you to interact with people of the opposite sex. So things like it's the summertime right now. So doing um, co-ed like adult sports leagues. Well, I always think are great. Of obviously here because we are on the coast, but like beach volleyball. Yeah, those are places where people are outdoors. They're obviously not go-getters, but they're living life. They're willing to have fun. And if that's your type of person, yeah. and you're decent at volleyball. I mean, yeah. if you're if you can't. So, you know, if you, you can serve it to uh, a foot in front, you know, just Yeah, but most of them aren't even very you. good anyway. And that's the whole point. You're really just going to have fun. So that's a good option. You can go on to meetup.com for getting ideas of other things that you can look into. You could go to a Toastmasters class, which will help you as well. Um, you can try to find other communities that exist out there. So if you happen to be a religious person, you can find somewhere that you can volunteer. You can get more involved in where you are going to services every Sunday and you're seeing people on a regular basis plus you can get more involved and 
and volunteer. And I think the, the good point part is, of those sorry. those clubs is that a lot of the women that are going to those are also going because they're single and they're yeah. looking to meet somebody. Yeah, absolutely. So you're on the, or lot. they might know somebody who is single that they can introduce you to. So no matter what, it's getting you involved in things that you really like and enjoy. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with um, that email from DJ, what the hell's his name? DJ Khaled. Khaled, yeah. yeah. Khalid, whatever his name is. Um, So Khalid, who wrote wrote in saying to go, you know, to group fitness classes, places that can also help you with confidence, but can also have a whole bunch of other people who are there on a regular basis. So finding other communities that exist, things like CrossFit, Krav Maga, those are all, all places and things to boost your social life, help with your confidence levels, give you something to do, and also have you interacting with more people. But just like Rush V says... Like you do have to have some skills and like what you were saying, you know, you can expect this 10 to be on your arm, but if you're not that 10, you, you're, you're not talking, you're not interacting. And we don't mean 10 in terms of looks. Yeah, but I'm just saying just like 10 a quality in terms of a person. person, yeah, who has things going on and talking to people and interacting with people. If you're expecting others to bring you into, con- into the conversation and to help you, that's, that's not going to happen. So you do have to push yourself in other areas to, to make those opportunities become good opportunities for you. Definitely. All right. We're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back and answer some questions from you. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Want advice and step-by-step instructions on how to get the girl sent right into your mailbox every single day? Then sign up for your free Wing Girl Method newsletter at winggirlmethod.com slash advice. When you sign up, you'll also get a free copy of my best-selling book, 10 Devastating Mistakes Men Make With Women and How to Avoid Them. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash advice and sign up now. We're, we're, we're recording if you want. Okay, sorry. Okay, we are back, and we're going to get to some questions from listeners. I wonder if people are like, I hate when it's just Martin question, or if they're Well, like, I think at the top when we say, we're just going to do questions, and then we end up talking about not. something else completely, <laughs> and then getting to questions at the Like, end. get to my question! Okay, hi, hi Martin and Kristen. First off, just wanted to say a big thank you. Uh, for your for doing the podcast. Really love the show. Here's a bit of background to my situation. I'm 34 years old, divorced for about two years, and have a six-year-old daughter whom I share custody with my ex. I've been in one relationship since my divorce, but I found it wasn't what I wanted. Think I was in, a, in the relationship for lack of a better choice. Trouble is, I'm finding that it's mentally hard for me to ask women out on dates because I feel like, as one friend put it, damaged goods. I don't want to be in a serious relationship right now since my marriage lasted nine years. I got married pretty young. Oh yeah, he said he was 34. Plus, I love my daughter and raising her is my number one priority. Therefore, I can't put too much time into maintaining a serious relationship. I haven't had a lot of experience in dating and all my relationships have been with women slightly older than me. Right now, I want to date someone younger and who isn't looking to get married anytime soon. 
As a man, I feel like I'm in my prime in terms of career, looks, health, etc. I'm fairly confident in those departments, even though I've had plenty of opportunities to ask out younger women in their early to mid-20s. I feel somewhat of a creep because of the age difference and the fact that I have a daughter. I don't know how to bring these things up and not to mention there's some stigma attached to the idea of a divorced father. I know it's all a mental game, but it can't, it just can't seem, I, can't, I just can't seem to get past it. I'm, I've always been an introvert, play it safe kind of guy, but ever since my sibling passed away a few years ago, I'm sorry, I've been really pushing myself to face my fears so I I don't live with regrets. Apologies for the lengthy email and any tips you girls can give would be much appreciated. Hmm. That is hard. The first thing that I thought was, wow, that is hard when you want to date younger girls, but you have a daughter, you know, and it it's Why? not appealing to a, if he's looking to date a girl that's not at but all like wanting to have, to have marriage. Okay. Well, if he's looking to have fun, don't tell him about your daughter. Yeah. But if, or lightly t- touch on the fact that you have a daughter. I wouldn't... Hi- I mean, you could. You could totally hide it and not mention it because that's not a part of the lifestyle that you want to have right now. And it can come out later on down the road. And that will be very clear on what your intentions are with this girl in front of you. Because it sounds like he just wants to play around and have fun and experience because he doesn't have time to put towards a serious relationship. Yeah. Well, I, then I think if he doesn't want to have anything serious and he wants to have something with a younger girl, then... You have to kind of keep it light, shallow, in a light way. and shallow. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We've talked about this before. If you want to be casual, be casual. If you want to be serious, be serious. Right. Well, a friend of mine who I actually, I actually want to have him on the show next week. He, uh, he he's super attractive. Just you know, good bod, got good money. He constantly sees this girl from Amsterdam. She comes back and forth, and he goes back and forth to Amsterdam, and um. He has said to her, this is absolutely casual and I do not see my life with just you. And she's been going with it now for probably a year or something, maybe a little less. And I said, well, do you think she's really going with it? And he's like, honestly, I don't care because I was honest and I told her what's happening. Yeah. And so he is very good at just going, you know what? This, I'm okay with being shallow with, you know, not, not having any emotional connection to you. If you get screwed up, that's on your that's on your end, and it is because we've talked about this. Stated it, yeah, we've stated it already. Like even before when we've talked about um, that guy who was on our show, who not was he wasn't meaning to lead a lot of women on, but he was on his own by being awesome. But that's on them if he's being clear and saying. Listen, I don't want anything serious. It's not going to happen with you in that way. But I enjoy this. I enjoy you. I have fun with you. Let's keep doing this. Then you're absolutely right. It's on her. So I I, I think for I don't even know what his name was. Sorry, but I think I cut that part off. Um, I I I think that that's the key for um M to understand is that in or you know you. You don't have to be serious with these women. If you're going to be casual with them, be casual. Casual about your daughter. Casual about bringing them but into your life. But it's got to be life. stated at the top. Yeah, but it's stated at the top. And it's it's stated in your words and it's stated in your actions and it's stating stated with how you interact with her. And absolutely, you can attract younger women. You're like a solid older dude who's got your life settled. You are in your prime. You really just have to sort of believe it. And then get out there and interact with girls um, and have no problem. And I do think this is a scenario where he can go to the bar or the club 
Yeah. It's fine. He doesn't have, he, this is when you don't go to the bookstore. Yeah. But if you're not able to go to a bar or a club because you are, well, you do share custody, so you do have some nights that you can go out. If it doesn't interest you, I mean, there's other places as well that you can still go be shallow. Go onto a dating app and you'll have no problems oh, totally. whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, but you have to like learn how to banter, learn how to have fun, learn how to be playful, um, and just make sure that you don't get into such serious conversation. I read this article last night that was talking about, you know, uh, great questions to ask that you haven't heard of before, which every single one I have heard of Of before, but that help you have a deeper conversation. Don't have that deeper conversation. Or, you know, if you do have that deeper conversation, maybe don't give as much back of yourself and going into, oh, well, I have a daughter and she's blah. Like, it's just, if you, again, if you want to keep it casual, keep it casual. But I know that um, he was saying that he also, hold on a second, I feel somewhat of a creep because of the age difference and the fact that I have a daughter. Okay, let's He's let, 34. That's not, that's not that old. If you're going to talk to a 22 year old or 23 year old, that's really not creepy whatsoever. Yeah. 34 isn't 64. Right. And the thing is, I think that in your head, you might be thinking that if I'm, doing this, then I'm a predator or I'm a horrible guy and I have a daughter, so I should be a better example for my daughter. But everybody in this scenario would be an adult and they're making choices. You're not manipulating. You're not misleading anybody to do something they don't want to do. As long as you act of a man of integrity by being upfront um, and open, not overtly honest, like as soon as you meet her saying, I have absolutely no interest in having anything or, well, you can even say that. You actually could say that if you wanted to. Well, also just thinking about, well, if he does get the girl who wants to go home with him or whatever, maybe don't do it or definitely don't do it the night your kid is there. Right. You know? Yeah. Then don't be that creeper who's like, shh. Then you will be irresponsible if you're bringing multiple women home and your daughter is asleep in her bed, but she has an idea that dad's here with another weird lady. You know, yeah. just don't do that. Yes, I so. agree. Okay, next question. I'm stuck in a certain predicament where this girl and I went out a few times and had a bad fallout. I blame myself for not showing confidence and holding back. My question is, is it possible to reattract an old love interest after practicing some confidence techniques? Or is it futile? Should I forget about this girl and look for someone else? Spencer. Hmm. I think I want to know more about the fallout. Yeah, exactly. I want to know about the situation. So holding back and not showing confidence. So those are two things that you can definitely bounce back from. If you do interact again and you do show confidence and you don't hold back, that can get her to restart thinking about you because she's seeing a new person in front of her. So if there was a spark there initially, it can be reignited. But I don't know what happened because you said you had a bad fallout. So I don't know if that means that you acted like a baby um, and that can make or, or mean to her or, or mean said to something her or something. Nice her. Those things it's hard to bounce back from because unless you're like a really big charmer and you've changed considerably, it's hard to bounce back from acting like a baby, being a dick and doing yeah, things like that. I, I think maybe I, I hold grudges long or something i maybe i i think i have a hard time seeing people in a different light once they've already kind of said who they were so in my opinion but that's if they've wronged you or that's if if they've if wronged they me or if they posted enough annoying pictures on instagram i'm like right. you're out yeah you're done you're annoying i'm done with you that's who you are that's who i am i just then i'll move on so i'm more of a chalk up your law or you know just chalk it up for a loss and move on um you're gonna waste your time but if you if it's very important to you and you really do like marnie said work on yourself and really change unless you're if you go back into the scenario as the exact same person yeah 
that you started, no, don't do it. It's a waste of time. Yeah, I agree. So. Exactly. If you're the exact same person. But he said he's worked on himself. So yes, if you've worked on yourself, you could you could totally. Get her I, is it wrong back. for him if he had worked on himself to say to maybe other people in his life, like friends, like, do I seem different to you? Or, you know, are you getting a different vibe from me so that he can verify? Because it might be in his mind, like, oh, I've worked on myself and I'm yeah. better, but it might not show. Well, no matter what, you're going to, if you're working on yourself, you're going to see other evidence that your work is having an impact. People are going to be responding you, to you differently. You're going to be feeling differently about yourself. You're going to have different opportunities in front of you. It's it's crazy. So I've been having a situation recently where I've, I haven't been owning who I am as a businesswoman and knowing my business and what I want. And I had hired a, f- a couple of vendors. Um, one person was a writer for me and one person was helping me set up tracking on my site. And I, I wasn't setting the boundaries. I wasn't setting the goals. I wasn't taking charge because I was sitting back and letting them do their thing so that I wasn't stepping on their toes. And um, I was really getting down on myself for doing those things because things were taking too long. Um, I felt like I was being a little bit dismissed. The project was being dismissed because I I was. I was being nice and kind and I'm like, just checking in. Is everything okay? And I thought I was being a little bit more assertive every single time. Anyway, and and people would disappear. And I just said, last week I said, screw that. I'm over. I, I really want to avoid being seen as like the bitchy woman in business. Um, And then what happens with that is it sort of dials me back 20 times to being this submissive wuss, which I, so I, Mm -hmm. I I understand what goes on with guys. I'm constantly reminded of that behavior. So I understand what can go on, but I also know how to get out of that, that pattern. And so I had my low point where I was really mad at myself and feeling horrible. And I said, I got to change something. So I started changing my communication style. And I, to the people who were setting up my tracking, I wrote a whole long email. I mean, my, my point is, is that it was visible. You made a change. It's visible. I made a change. I could see it in their response back to me, and I could feel it within myself. So you don't all. I mean, you could ask people like, "Do you see things that are different?" Hundred percent. You want that confirmation from them. But more so, when you start to alter things in your life and to make little changes in the way that you speak to people, um, in the things that you do, the way that you you have your lifestyle planned out in a day, you you notice those changes and you know that they have an impact and absolutely for this guy uh spencer who is what i think his name was um if if you think that you've altered yourself that much yeah why not go see if there's something there because maybe after doing all these changes you may not be interested in her Mm -hmm. anymore but go put it out there and and see what happens do we have time for one more question? We do, definitely. Okay. Um, hey, guys. I love uh, Marnie's YouTube channel and really appreciate what you guys are doing. I am a college student, and I met a girl a few months ago at a party, and we hit it off really well. At the end of the night, we kissed, and I got her Snapchat. <laughs> we snap. Do you exchange Snapchats with people? When you're in college. Really? Okay. If you're 35 and you're like, let me have your Snapchat. It's what's like, your, well, let me have, What's your dial-up? <laughs> yeah. Know. Let me not have your Snapchat. Yeah. 
That's just so crazy to me. Um, We Snapchatted every day for about a month, but besides that, nothing happened. I started to get annoyed because on nights that I would go out, she would tell me that she would meet me at one of the bars, but she never did for whatever reason. So I confronted her about it through a text message saying that it really pissed me off when she'd say she would want to meet up later, but never ended up showing. She got pretty defensive and said that the reason why is because she'd drink too much and end up going home. We stopped Snapchatting, and I didn't see her for the rest of the semester. I wanted to get over her, but every time I was with another girl, I couldn't stop thinking about her. No matter how hard I try, I can't stop having feelings for her. How do I get her back? Justin. Mm. She doesn't sound like she's that into you. But she's, she's Snapchatting him every single day. She was. Right, for about a month. But besides and, that, and she wasn't else showing up. And the drunk thing is like, if I think it goes both ways for men and women. If you are really into somebody, you show up and you're there. You mm-hmm. don't care. You get drunk and you're like, I gotta go. Or see. you don't drink. Or you don't drink. But if you drink, and your priority is whatever his name is, like say it's James. I gotta go see James now. Like that. That is what happens when you're really into somebody. Like they don't leave your mind. And so if she got drunk, it's because, or if she got drunk and didn't show up, it's because she was having fun elsewhere and you're not that much of a priority for her. So I think maybe if it's meant to be down the road, if she matures or, you know, just gets out of college and decides that partying and all that isn't as important, it might show up that she is really into you. But right now it sounds like she wants to be a college girl. and. These, I don't mean to dismiss him because he's in college and I know people meet in college and get married, but it seems like he was an experience for her and he, and she was an experience for him in a way. Mm -hmm. And I think moving on is, well, did you ever do that? Did you ever have this one relationship with somebody where you would either text them or for me it was icq it was like old, ICQ. Old i think it was a canadian thing but it was like the like oh, aol instant talked, message oh yes oh yes you've talked about but, it but but like where you would you, you that's your relationship it's online and you didn't take it to that next level if it happened by circumstance that you would see each other out then you would have a great connection but like for me if people asked me out that i was talking to on icq it's either I was too afraid, I didn't want to, I don't know what it was, but I didn't want to take it to that next Yeah, because level. you enjoyed what you got out of it over the internet, which was yeah. a lack of commitment. You don't have to show up. It feels good because it's flirty and fun. Yeah. It's, I think that's what she's experiencing. I do, and now I think back to AIM, America, like yeah. Instant Messenger. Uh, AOL Instant a- Messenger. AOL Instant Messenger. And I would put up an away message specifically for like a certain guy. Yeah. Like it would, you put up your away message, it means you're gone, but I would always write it specifically so it would like, uh, he would know it was for him, but not in an obvious way. Like mm-hmm. just he would go, oh, that's cool. Or that's something I like. But then honestly, I had the opportunity to hook up with him many, many times. And I was like, eh, no. But what, it was, it was, do you an remember emotional, what it was that I didn't want to hook up with him? Yeah. Like um, why? I think because it was more of the game that I enjoyed. And I I think in person, it was too real. And I was like, oh, I... I think that's what it was for me really, as well. It was too real. Yeah, like once you're in person, I'm like, ah, it's just... You're like, here's your actual 
body and now that's, it's that's a, where the trouble is with thing. becoming pen pals with people because right. I think all of that just becomes a little bit too heightened. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I so for this guy, I would say, you know, I, if you can't, well, he said the school year is ending, but like, I, I'm hoping that if you were Snapchatting her on a daily basis, I would hope that you would also be able to bring some of that to real life. And I do think a girl, if, and I, I know I'm, I think I'm in touch enough to know the difference between Snapchat and texting. I think a girl who's Snapchatting you constantly is a girl who's enjoying playing and flirting. If she's texting you constantly, I think that's a different level. That's a little bit more of a, I'm actually very interested. Yeah. Snapchat well, seems more be. to feed the ego. Definitely. I mean, they're similar to an extent, but Snapchat's more playful. It's less committal because the message disappears. Whereas a text, not, it's more, are you more really personal. saying anything on Snapchat? Like you can, yeah. I mean, you can send video or text, but when you send text or video, both they both disappear after you view it. So right. you can't go back. Like for me, I love reread. If I'm really into somebody, I like to save my and you text analyze and I reread, and you break it down. analyze exactly. So with Snapchat, it's a throwaway. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah, it's not very that like what we were talking about for right. that first. Like guy. she doesn't care to yeah, go back so and reread. So thirty four year old. Start using Snapchat when you meet these younger girls. There right, you go. That's right. your signal right there. Or you're there. the creepy guy on Snapchat. Right. Just don't, if you do that as a 35-year-old man, just don't send her a video with the dog filter. What? Like it puts dog ears on oh, you right, right, and right, your right, tongue. Right. Just don't be like chi- that childish. Be a little bit more masculine. Yeah, be a 35-year-old. Yeah. Well, who likes dog ears? Anyway, <laughs> that is the end of our show. Justin, I hope that you got some good advice from that feedback from us. Uh, we promise that next week we will have a guest on our show. Um, but I hope that you enjoy listening to this podcast with Kristen and I. Please let us know if you did. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. If you want to write in questions for our show that we will read, overanalyze, and talk about to death, send them into ask at askwomenpodcast.com dot com and we will try to get to it as soon as possible um well i want to say oh, yeah. i actually i get a lot of messages about uh what i had talked about before that app that i was using that you yeah. recommended what was that called that code instant go oh instant, instant go. go yeah uh i get a lot of messages saying i was trying to find you on instant go i can't find you on there i canceled that a long 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 time ago so if you guys want my help you can go to my website kristencarney.com slash dating help and um you'll see options there you can select whatever type of help you want but yeah instant go is gone stop searching for me there <laughs> it's over it's over there's no need for that instant was, go yeah it was a headache you guys are awesome we'll see you next week Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because.